0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners, here and there, one here, one there. And I hope I hope that you're listening. I hope you appreciate these broadcasts. I'm putting everything I have into them, and I'm not very smart. I know uh, that I know that, and you know it. But the Lord lays things on my heart, and I've been concerned about our homes and our families and our young people and our children. I see them. I see the, how Satan has wrecked many of our homes, almost on a worldwide scale. Our marriages are falling apart now, almost immediately after after marriage. I see those things. I see the I see the frivolnesses of the of our religious world. How that homosexual men and women are being ordained and given position, high position in a lot of our denominational things. I see all those things. And then I see the I see the economic world falling apart. I see the political world on a, in sh- in, sh- in shambles, and uh, it's just like uh, almost uh, uh, the, the greed and lust has taken over our nation, and we are not nowhere close to what the Lord uh, gave us to found this country on religious freedom. And now our right to freedom of speech is slowly being taken away, and I see the I see the results of those things in the, in the, on the news and in the paper and how the children now are, are murdering their families and families are murdering their children. And I, I see all those things. And I, I say, what, what? How long, Lord? How long, O oh Lord? And yet the Lord leaving us here for a purpose. And I believe it's all winding up, my friend. I do. We had an old preacher here one time years ago, he said, I don't know how long the Lord's going to put up with us. And I don't know that either. Not long, I don't believe. Everything that you see is pointing to the soon coming of our blessed Lord. And one of the citadels of Satan is our homes. He attacks us in our homes, and therefore we go astray. Our young children are coming up uh, uh, with, with rebellion and, and uh, uh, disobeying their parents, and those things, because our parents have allowed them to since, since uh, I would say since World War II, the whole generation of our people has gone, gone to pot. When we, when we began with the, with that uh, Jesus freak movement, with the hippies and all of those things, it looked like it, just like it went downhill ever since then. And I know that I can't stem the tide. I know that, and you can't either. But I'm just maybe saying something that will make you think. Do you know what that's that's what the gospel does you going down the road thinking all is well maybe never having a concern about your soul and the gospel comes the scripture says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free and you going down that road uh, everything's fine maybe maybe you're having lots of trouble whatever but when the gospel the Lord takes the gospel the truth home to your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit then your life begins to turn around, and that's what we're doing here: is giving out the gospel almost now to the known world. This little old broadcast over the internet, we hear folks are hearing us in uh, Saipai si, and where Pompeii and wherever, all over the world, if they care to. And we 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 need you folks to help us advertise the broadcast. Tell somebody. Tell your neighbor. Tell him an old trailblazer. He's a kind of a crazy old cook, but. I believe you'll enjoy hearing him. Turn him and We have folks who are doing that thing. And then we have Pastor Shelton's booklets here. We have over 400 titles almost on every subject in God's Word. We send them to you free and postpaid. Tracks, if you'd like to give out tracks. I told a young preacher one day that I would give you a set of these books that are better than a seminary education. I believe that with all my heart. But we get back to our study. We were looking there at how that a man... Uh, is the Bible calls man to be the head of the home, and uh, but we were looking there, how that uh, marriage is not to be taken lightly or frivolously, and then how that we see so much of the mistreatment of our m- many of our women in the home, and I don't understand. Oh my friend, my friend, uh, when God made a woman, He took her out of the side of man, out of one of His ribs. And, and, and to be loved and cherished. And how can any man do mistreat a woman? I want to harp on that just a little bit more. I don't understand it. Man, how can you lay your, your hand, the weight of your hand upon your wife and bruise her body and black her eyes, and especially if she's been the mother of your children? How can you come staggering home at night, drunk as a stewed owl, and mistreat your wife? How can you live with your conscience if you have one? Constantly a causing problems. Uh, fussing about this and fussing about that and taking her, taking her for a skinning about the finance and your old stingy heart and your miserly spirit. The Lord said, husband, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That's God's word. You are the protector of that home. You're to lay down your life for that home. Any man who's willing to lay down his life, and that's the way it ought to be, will love his wife and love his children. Now, my friend, let me just say this. Courtship should never end. We don't see much courtship anymore, do we? No, you should never grow tired of looking into the eyes and the face of that dear wife day after day. Then he goes on to say that men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He also says, he that loveth his wife loveth himself. And then he says, love your wife even as yourself. But as I've watched many a home, I've come to the conclusion that a lot of our men do not even love themselves from the way I see them treat their wives. The average home today is a hellhole. It's just a hellhole. And and that because the average man doesn't know how to build his home and to love his wife as he should. Now, I'm just getting down to where we live, folks. Brother J. Vernon McGee said, where the rubber beats the road. Now, let me conclude this. This portion of our study, we're going to look at the woman, the queen of the home in our next study. The new birth, the new birth, my friend, will settle 99% of your problems. I told my congregation not long ago, more marriages are, are separated and broken up because neither one of the parties are willing to say, darling, I'm sorry. No, sir, they won't say I'm sorry. They will not take the blame. You won't take the blame, Dad. Mother, have you ever taken the blame? I know that it's not a one-way proposition. I know that there's always enough blame to go around. And I know that with the financial condition of many of our homes now, people lost their jobs. and it, 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 I, know that I know what it does. But listen, have you ever taken the blame, my friend? Listen, because the head of every man is Christ. So I ask you, have you ever bowed your head to the Lord? Have you? Have you done that, my my friend? Have you? I have. And then I've seen uh, the Lord save one here and one there, save my wife, and then save some of my children. One by one, save folks. And I'm not going to rest until he brings the rest of them into the fold. Now listen, I love, I love, my friend. I love, I love you. And I wish I could take all the hide off your back and leave you crying, Lord. Lord. My Lord and my God, I wish I could expose your old hateful spirit to, unto yourself, just to your spirit, my, to yourself. And I hope this message, part of it, will go home to your heart. Maybe the arrow has pierced deep into your soul and left you on your face crying, "O oh Lord, make me, make me, make me thine, make me yours." May I take hold of my home, take my place in my home as its head, as its voice of authority. As its, as its priest, as its, le- as its lover. That's a gracious prayer that you could pray, my friend. I don't know what your home life is. I don't know if you sit up at night, weigh hours in the morning, listen, uh, watching the television or listening to the radio or a computer and sit up all night or whether you allow your children to shut yourself up in a room with a computer and you don't know what they're dragging up, pornography and all that stuff. I mentioned that in a study of past, but I can't let that go. Don't let your... Don't let your teenage son or daughter go in a room and shut the door with a computer in there, my friend. It's bad enough we have a television in there where they can watch these X-rated movies. You, did you know you can rent movies now, my friend, that, 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 that nobody, the most hardened criminal, wouldn't want to watch it? No, sir, but they allow those things, and the children get them, and you leave them laying around where you play them. Shame on you. Shame on you, mother and daddy. Bring those things into your home. Oh, I know. I know, I walked in the home one day, they had one of them play in a movie, and i tell you, the four-letter words were just spouting off like, like popcorn. And I, got around, I turned around and walked out. I said, my, 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 I didn't know those folks would do something like that in front of their children, their families. But listen, it, it happens, my friend. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that, uh, that we are over the hill. I'm afraid that, that we it's only going to be one here and one there that will be rescued from this present evil world, my friend. And I know that their trailblazer is an old fogey-eyed fool, and I'm not modern by no circumstance, and I praise the Lord for it. And I know that we don't have pastors now who will put a broomstick up their backbone and take a stand against sin. Sin, my friend, against sin. Have you ever taken a stand against sin in your congregation, my friend? If you don't, you're going to be held responsible. Did you know one day you're going to stand before the great white throne judgment and your congregation is going to stand there with you and they're going to rail on you and gnash their teeth on you for not telling them what sin is in their life? Maybe you've led them to Jesus, so to speak. Come on down to the front and and trust Jesus and shake my hand. That's not salvation, my friend. I heard a man say that he was at church one night and they sung... uh, Why not tonight, 26 verses, before some guy ever got up and went down to the front so they could go home? My friend, that's so just bobbycock. That's all that is. That's foolishness. But, my friend, the salvation of every soul is the most important thing. It ever happens to you if it ever does. Taking the blame for your sin. You're to blame, my friend. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. I ask you and I urge you, go there before our next broadcast and read the first three or four chapters of Romans. He says there's none righteous, no, not one. You must have a substitute, my friend. You must have a redeemer. I know that reformation is great. I know that. Make your home over by the iron fist, but it's so much better to do it in love. Dad, you turn to the Lord. You, you come on to the Lord, and he'll lead you how to, how to bring your wife and family as a group. And, and have and pray with them and, and take them to service if you've got a God-called pastor that's bringing the truth. If not, hunt one or call, call me, and we'll recommend somebody, recommend how you get these messages that we bring here on Sunday and Sunday night and Wednesday night, and, and listen to them in your home there, and that'll be your church. There's many folks doing that now church home. We send you tapes and CDs and you send them back or give them somebody else. Make that your home. Let let your home on Sunday morning be a church. Oh, my friend, that's what the early Christians used to do. They didn't have all these fancy uh, mega churches like they have now with 30,000 members, my friend. Do you believe those folks are saved, 30,000 folks? If there was 30,000 folks saved in Dallas, Texas, they'd have a revival that, that, that you, couldn't, you couldn't stir it down, my friend. That's not that's all foolishness. Maybe one out of a thousand is saved. I don't know. I can't judge them because I don't get to talk to them, but I see them how they're dressed, and I see them how they act, and I see them how they're clapping and dancing and jumping up and down and all of those things. I see those things, but my friend, I'm not judging. I'm just asking you to check Make your calling an election sure. That's what the scriptures tell us to do. Calling an election. You know what you do? You go in the mirror there in the bathroom, open your eyes real wide and say, am I saved? Am I saved? The old trailblazer asked me to ask you, am I saved? And then you old truckers out there, when you step down out of your truck, that big old mirror on the side, look in that mirror and say, am I saved? Am I going to heaven when I die? Are you afraid to ask yourself that? What is your hope, my friend? Is your hope being doing good works, dipping soup and all those things? That's not salvation. That's just a false th- false foundation. And this is the Old Trailblazer. Wish I had more time, but I don't. I'll be back tomorrow. And remember my mailing address, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye, and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad, or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.